1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Edition with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director here with Marla Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Mara, I don't know if you watched Days this past Wednesday, but it was Christian Alfonso's final day on the show as Hope, and though she didn't know it when she filmed the scenes, she did such a beautiful job in them. And it was Hope finding out that Sierra could really be dead, Um, And she just went out on such a high note performance-wise. And, you know, it's gonna be a little strange on the show without her. Also, Melissa Reeves is ending her run as Daisy's Jennifer. Uh, I spoke to her replacement, Katie McClain, for an interview in the new issue. Katie told me she's so grateful to be back at work. You know, when you and I spoke to her on the podcast, she shared that she had been directing. So she admitted to me that she wasn't even sure if she would ever act again. Um, But she also made me laugh when she said that after she got the call from Days, she panicked that she had COVID cookie butt um, and had to, like, sort of get in (laughs) gear to be camera ready. Um, But she's super excited about joining Days, and I think she's going to do a great job as Jen. Well, I, too, have COVID cookie butt, so I hear you, Katie. Um, I really appreciated the interview that she gave you because Katie has been in daytime a long time, and she is a very smart a uh, savvy person who understands the soap audience and knows that people have loved her predecessor, Missy Reeves, for decades. She respects that and she honors that. You know, obviously it's a tough recast because of how strongly identified Missy is with the role. Uh, there have been other Jennifers, but I think for most fans there really is only one, and that is Missy. But I I do think that Katie was a great choice, and I will be watching her first scenes with great interest. Uh, As for Christian, you know, bravo to her for the great work she did in her final scenes, as you noted. Um, Listen, you know, the two of them will be greatly missed, and it really does feel like the end of an era. But we've all been following this medium long enough uh, to know that the show must go on. Uh, Another recast that made headlines this week, albeit on a smaller scale because it's a role that we haven't seen a lot of, is that of G.H.'s Gregory, the father of Finn and Chase and the husband of Jackie Templeton, we now know. Uh, That part was originated uh, in 2018 by James Reed, who was reprising the role of Jesus Clyde, but when Gregory returns to Port Charles in the near future, it will be in the form of primetime vet Gregory Harrison. Now, I think you know I love me some James Reed because North and South is my favorite miniseries of all time. But I actually spoke to him this week. He told me that GH had contacted him and he wasn't available to go in and film. So if I had to pick a great replacement, my God, would it be Gregory Harrison? I think he's gonna be so good and I can't wait for his scenes with Kim and his scenes with the boys. Um, And, you know, speaking of Kim, like, wow, did she hit the ground running. I mean, she had me at hello. I think her scenes so far have been natural. She effortlessly fits right into the canvas. And I just love how we're talking about a character who hasn't been seen in like 35 years and suddenly she is super relevant and creating more story for a host of characters and poor Charles. Absolutely. Uh, I actually interviewed Kim last week for a feature in an upcoming issue, and she was very tickled when I told her how frequently she has come up on the podcast because of the impact, in particular, uh, of her character's death by jet ski when she exited All My Children back in the day as Jenny. Oh, have we uh, talked about that? <laughs> Yeah, a a time or two. Uh, And she said she was going to start listening to the podcast. She wrote down the name of it and everything. So, Kim, if you're listening, we are just loving you as Jackie and look forward to seeing you and Gregory together. Uh, But I digress. Um, Also, in the new issue, we have got all the details on the big drama that YNR has in store when Elena fesses up to Devon about her comfort sex with Nate. Now, Suffice it to say, this is uh, not going to be music to Devon's ears, and I'm expecting some great performances from real-life couple Brighton James and Brittany Sarpy as they play this out. Uh, I really want to give a shout-out to Brittany for the wonderful work that she has been doing in bringing Elena's torment and guilt to life. You know, I've been following her since day one of her soap career when she joined uh, General Hospital in 2015 as Valerie, and it is so great to see her uh, not only you know, her talent maturing, but to see her being given the kind of material that she's getting on Y&R. uh On GH, she was kind of starved for story a lot of the time, which may have come as a result of Valerie's sort of like messy involvement in a different cheating storyline where she was the other woman who slept with her cousin Lulu's husband Dante, which was not a twist that sat well with fans. Now here, she's sleeping with her boyfriend's cousin, so I am definitely sensing a theme involving cousins. But here I think YNR has really set her up for success and I have been very impressed with her on screen. Oh, agreed. I mean, we've seen some great work all around the dial. I mean, Bold and Beautiful's John McCook and Rena Sofer were amazing as Quinn was busted for scheming with Shauna to split Brook and Ridge. Day's newcomer, Lindsay Arnold, has been so awesome as Ally as she navigates this, you know, did trip rape her slash father her baby story. As have all the actors in that story, from Brian DeTillos Lucas finding out the news from Nicole of all people, to Drake Hogestons recovering John getting upset at the hospital, to Steven Nichols and Mary Beth Evans striking all the right notes as Stephen Kayla exploring their feelings about it, uh, you know, with regard to trip. And, you know, speaking of trip, kudos to Lucas Adams, who I felt got such short shrift the first time around on days, and now they're using him so well in this very solid tale. Yeah, uh, and another actor who is being well used right now, not just on one show, but on two, is Wally Kurth, who has much to play on GH, uh, where his Ned has made a fine mess of things by cheating on Olivia with Alexis, uh, and on days where his Justin is maybe sort of kind of falling for his late wife, Adrian's lookalike, Bonnie, uh, who's played by our guest today, Judy Evans, who I just could not be more excited to talk with. You know, she has had such a strong and storied soap career where she's really been known for two completely different archetypes of soap characters, the fragile heroine and the brash street smart heroine, and has been so successful at both. Judy is truly amazing. I had the great fortune of covering Another World when she was on back in the 90s, and I cannot wait to catch up with her. So let's get her on the line and see how she's doing. Hi, Judy.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Good, how are you? (laughs) Doing good, doing good. Well, we are so happy to talk to you today. So happy to talk to you too. Um, well, first of all, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are aware that you contracted COVID-19 after falling off your horse uh, earlier this year. So tell us how you're feeling.
1: Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I do have uh, a little bit of a, still some breathing, struggling, um, oxygenation struggles, which we're working on. Um, nobody really knows you know, a lot about, so just keeping an eye on it. But other than that, my, my body's pretty much back to where it was before, which I'm still trying to make it better. But um yeah, I, um my trainer, I've had to, you know, see a personal trainer to try to get my shoulder back up the two inches that it fell down um and everything. So just working it, just getting more physically fit and, uh, but pretty My body's pretty great. Um, Just the little, you know, oxygenation struggles that I have now, from the COVID, and I, you know, worry about, you know, now there's, you know, talk of reinfection, and so that's a little worrying since it affected my circulatory system so, so badly.
0: Oh my God, that's crazy! You had one of the crazier experiences I've heard of, you know, in the hospital.
1: It was scary, and it all happened so fast. And I feel for so many of the people whose families are struggling with this, family members, and they can't see them, can't talk to them. It's, 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 my heart goes out to them. Mm
0: -hmm. Of course. Absolutely. Well, as as Steph said, it's just uh, so great to hear your voice and to have the chance to talk to you. Um, And, you know, you really have had a fascinating career in this industry that we love so much. And we're so excited to get to do a deep dive with you uh, into your history. But starting at the beginning, with your unique childhood, your parents were circus performers. And at a young age, you made your own circus debut as a baby clown. Not the (laughs) most traditional... Uh, upbringing it sounds like to me was that a fun way to go well, looking
1: back yes however at that time it was doesn't everybody do this <laughs> you know when when uh you don't have a lot of interaction with uh uh you know a lot of other people because we were on the road a lot and it was just the six of us and 15 foot for a good part of the year every year so <laughs> it's like well this is normal right <laughs> um it it was fun. It was fun. And it uh, we learned a lot about how to get along uh, in tight quarters, um, a lot of compromise. We learned compromise at a young age. And my dad was very strict about our education. So every day, I mean, we moved from town to town every night. And they would set up, go to sleep. And the next day, they'd do an afternoon show, an evening show, pack up, and move to the next town. So... My idea did manage to get a good four straight hours of education in that. Oh, of course, I was little, but my poor brother's, man. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is when they got back to their schools, respective schools after the season was over, they were so ahead of their class because there were no bathroom breaks or fooling around. <laughs> <laughs> we, they
0: dad was <laughs> doing homeschooling before anyone was doing that.
1: Yeah, before it was cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Um, well, was it a no-brainer for you that you would choose performing as a career because since it was like the family business? No.
1: Um, I really, at a young age, was interested in languages. languages. From, I'm going to say... Fourth grade on uh, French and Spanish, I took every year for a good straight five years. So I wanted to be an interpreter at first, and then I got involved in an accelerated science program at this school I was attending. And then I wanted to be a doctor, a geriatrician. Actually, everyone else wanted, you know. A different specialty but um, I, I like to volunteer my time at that time to uh, retirement homes and read to people and sit with people it was something I did with my church so I'd see people who were in retirement homes who you know, our families didn't come to visit and I felt at that time back in the 70s that you know older generations need our attention so that's what I really wanted to be as a geriatrician, um, but then, you know, at 16, did a play, and then it was all downhill after that, educationally. <laughs> so uh, in
0: 1983, you were cast in your daytime Emmy Award winning role as Beth Raines on Guiding Light. Tell us your uh, Guiding Light casting story.
1: I had waited till I was 18 to get an agent because um, I was in college when I was 16. And I waited till I was 18 to get an agent because I wanted, of course, as a control freak, total control of my career. And i just gotten an agent and they just started sending me out when the call went out for the role. So I went and read for it and then did a test in LA. And then they flew three of us to New York to test in New York. And I was really, really lucky and really surprised uh, when that came through. And I remember my mom saying to me afterwards, before we even went to, start looking for a place to live in New York, she said, are you sure? Cause I was only 18. You sure? You know, you don't have to go. And I was like, I remember saying, are you kidding? I can't wait. And the look on her face, I, I regretted saying it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Like I gotta get away from you, but I could see her heart just shatter. And I'm like, well, I didn't mean it like that. I'm ready to go off and be on my own. So that was very exciting. And there's so much happened so fast that even if something like that happened today, I don't think I could process it. At, at, and certainly not at that level. I was so young and naive and just, so I'm just going out and living and, and didn't realize the, the impact it would have on me, my family and viewers too.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, so what was it like for you then? Here you are—you've never been on a show, and boom, you're like thrust into this heavily emotional storyline.
1: On a soap opera. It was overwhelming. I um had I needed to find a coach right away or an acting class, and um, the executive producer at the time suggested a coach that she knew that was great, Harold Guskin. So I started studying with him because I I needed someone to help me at least run lines <laughs> because there was it was back in the day too and soap scenes were seven eight ten minutes long so there was a lot of dialogue and there wasn't as much action as there was talking so and also I enrolled in uh, HB studios to study uh, in classes um, where Uta Agen taught so I, I even though i had Two years of studying, not only in college but also in workshops and in in LA, I, I needed help. It's never hopefully anything you do, you keep learning and growing and progressing. So all I knew is I just had a lot of work to do every day. And luckily to be able to work with Tina Sloan, James Rebhorn, Beverly McKinsey, they were so generous with advice and how to handle this. I remember, you know, Beverly saying early on because I would work, I would do five or four or five scripts a week, and it's a lot to memorize. There were no cue cards, there were no teleprompters. It was like doing a play a week. It is still is, Um, and Beverly giving me a little tip on sunday night learn all your scripts backwards learn friday then thursday then wednesday then tuesday then monday and then sunday night just review mondays and then review tuesday so learning them like that and i, I that's i don't learn as many as often but but i i spend the weekend before making sure, or sometimes for the weekends, making sure I, i memorized it, let it cook. And then every night review, 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 review. So, um, but they were so generous and, and such incredible actors to be at the knee at especially those three people. And I learned from them. I remember lots of times going to the set when other actors were working and sitting cross-legged on the floor in the dark, just watching what they did. Um, So it was an experience. I I just, you know, everything is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment thing for me. I've got to get through this moment here. If I look over there and see that mountain, I'm never going to climb it. Um, so I, I, all i got to do is I've got to learn these scripts. I've got to go to work tomorrow. I got to go to work. So I didn't realize how big it was because I wouldn't have been able, I, I would have been frozen. <laughs> <Sure>.
0: <laughs> well, you, uh, as Beth, when you started, were part of this really storied romance and friendship quadrangle of the four musketeers. Beth, Mindy, Rick, and Phillip, uh, what do you think it was about that storyline that struck such a chord with the audience?
1: Oh gosh, I believe it was the relationships. The writing was incredible. Was um, being headwrited at the time, or written. oh my gosh, see I should have comic call it longer. Um, head, uh, the head writer was Pam Long and she was an incredible storyteller and I mean the hardest job and the, the biggest job on a on a show is is that of the writer and um to she was great at weaving lots of stories at the same time including intricate stories between these four people this couple over here this couple over here how they interact and how that interacts in the big picture and then this couple over here and this couple of so it was a story weaving um things took a long time to develop you know, you had to build, build, build. Everything built to a crescendo that led to another build to another crescendo. So it, it a lot I think a lot of it had to do with the writing. It all as Al Rabin always used to say, it begins with the written word and when you have great writing, it's hard to mess it up. <laughs> so But there's a lot of pressure because you don't want to mess it up because the writing is so good. I've been fortunate my entire career to work with incredible writers at every show that I worked on. So it's been fortunate for me. It makes my job super easy, but shh. (laughs)
0: it's a lot easier
1: than it looks because of them
0: (laughs) well what stands out to you about your fellow musketeers uh krista tesro michael o'leary and grant alexander we had a lot of fun together
1: um michael was such a jokester is such a jokester every day he'd do impressions of people from his past, from his family, to uh, people we worked with. And he just kept us in stitches. Krista with that effervescent, ever positive energy. And Grant was such a strong personality as well. I I think we just meshed together. The story went, it's something you can't really put your finger on, it was magical but you can't pull one or two or three things. It was everything combined, our friendships, our relationships, the way we worked as actors, the way the story was written, the way the directors directed it, the way the crew. I mean, the crew also has a lot to do with how performances come out. When you have such supportive crews, you feel, and supportive actors, you feel relaxed enough to let it happen. And that's, I think, when magic happens, when you do all the homework, come to work prepared and then are in an environment where you can be safe and relaxed and things just evolve. So we were very fortunate, I think all four of us to be in a situation, to be with each other and to be in a situation in an environment that was ever, ever nurturing and fun.
0: (laughs) Oh, I wonder, you know, in addition to the sort of, you know, high school romantic lightness, you know, you also had some real meat on your storyline bone, if you will. Um, You know, Beth didn't have it easy. She didn't come from a stable home and she was raped by her stepfather, Bradley, who, as you mentioned, was played by the late uh, Redhorn. What was it like to tackle such challenging material? It, you know, you were still a teenager. It was written really well. It was
1: written with so much thought and precision. It resonated with people, the reality of the situation because that is and always has been a, an epidemic and the writing, the portrayal of the other actors in that situation um, resonates with a lot of people. Um, it's something that happens to a lot of people. And back in the early 80s, it was still kind of taboo to talk about it, even in court cases. Um, the McMartin trials had just ended not... Oh, no. they The McMartin trials were, I believe, going on at that time and still you know victims weren't being heard and if you were a victim of that it was somehow your fault so to tell it from the the way that they told it and even when beth told lillian at first what happened what did lillian do she slapped her daughter um, so it told that story so truthfully the way i think a lot of people experience it 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 resonated and um, just from responses, letters, I can speak from my own experience that I received, um, people said it changed their lives. It, it gave them the courage to face the things, the molestation that they had in their lives and to seek help. And so I'm really proud that I was able to be a part of that for the people that it touched and hopefully educated Others, too, that may have not gone through something like that to have some empathy and understanding. And because it affects your life forever.
0: hmm Well, um, in addition to that storyline, we saw Beth in a romance with Vincent Irizarry's Lou Jack. So tell us about your memories of working with Vincent.
1: <laughs> He's so much fun. So much fun. And such a dedicated actor um again you know um i was fortunate i'm fortunate i've been fortunate in my career to work with people who come to work prepared and vincent was one of them and go toe to toe and his energy uh was so different because he was rough around the edges too but such a great heart Such a good man. So it was so much fun, and again, just a totally different personality. Totally fun, (laughs) totally funny. It was. It was. We all grew up together in a sense. So it's it's nice having brothers and sisters like
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, special bond for sure. So, what are your memories of winning your Emmy and hearing your name called?
1: so crazy uh again i was just so young and overwhelmed that all i all i knew at that point was hey i got a job as an actress but i don't know what i'm doing um so i was just so focused on going to work and doing a job and trying to do the best job that i could with the you know, minor tools that i had that that night it's still kind of a blur it was so surprising my mind went blank which was evident when I got up there, I, I was shaking. And Louise Thorel, who had um, announced that, and she grabbed me by the shoulders. And I'm like, oh, you know what? she shook me and said, you need to say something. <laughs> you need to say something so sweetly. I mean, she she was intensely, sweetly telling me, get your stuff together, girl. You can't just go. And, and I was such, I just kind of went, thank you. And I named, you know, our executive producer by first name only <laughs> and our head writer by first name only, one of the directors. And then just, again, blank, because there's all these faces facing you. And and, and even though, you know, as an actor, you have to be an extrovert, I'm not, there's a persona that, you, that I have in front of people that really may be a part of me, but it isn't. So all these faces staring at you. I it was just, says, thank you. And I it, ran off because I, 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 I didn't know what to say. I didn't, didn't even really know it was God. <laughs> so, that, again, I was young, naive, and young and dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you did leave Guiding Light in 1986. Later that same year, days snapped you up to play Adrian Johnson. Um, how did that all come about?
1: Well, um, I'd come out to LA if, as you know, I, I did a movie of the week right before I left Guiding Light, and wanted to, you know, try something new as all young people do. And you go from a small pond to a much bigger pond. So I came out to LA to chase a film career, and after a few months, I missed working every day as an actress, because you don't have that luxury in this industry ever, except for on Ohm's. And the, I just miss acting every day. Um, so I had reached out uh, to a friend of mine who said, you know, why don't you reach out? I, I know, you know, uh, Brian Franz, who at the time was the uh, head of NBC. Um, he mentioned that, you know, he liked your work, so I did, and we had uh, a meeting, and then a role came up on days. Well, I remember reading with Stephen in Al Raven's office, and I, just, I don't know, you know, I, I get myself in trouble more often than not, but, you know, I am kind of have a naughty sense of humor, and things just Fly out of my mouth before I could stop them because I think they're funny. And I like, you know, having kind of an innocent face and shocking people with vulgarity. At yeah. least I especially did that. And I, know I can't remember what it was, but I, after the reading, which was very intense, because Stephen Nichols is another great actor, very intense, I remember saying something very bawdy. <laughs> It just everyone's surprised that it was Steven saying something. <laughs> She's okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> and then I, 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 they, we did, oh gosh, now again, you know, my memory isn't as clear as it hopefully should be, but um, I think there was an on tape, there were eight of us auditioning on tape after that. The role of Adrian. So, again, I, I consider myself really fortunate to, as an actress, as an older actress, to have worked this long and with so many great people. But to work this long as an actress, I, I consider myself very lucky, very fortunate. And it's just rare. Um, from the time I was 26 or even younger, I've heard from many people in the industry there's not a lot of roles for a woman your age. So, to be 56 and still Acting here and there is, I think I'm pretty fortunate. I I count my blessings every day.
0: Dishing with Digest is proudly sponsored by Nutrisystem. Nutrisystem is a leader in the weight loss industry, having helped millions of people lose weight over the course of more than 45 years. Do you feel like in these times of social distancing and working from home, that weight gain has been creeping up on you with all those takeouts and snacks? Let me tell you, you're not the only one. This is where Nutrisystem can help and get you back on track. Nutrisystem is simple and convenient, and it's great getting delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for way less than you would spend on takeout or delivery, and it's much healthier. All the meals are quick to prepare, and a delicious breakfast is as easy as grabbing a snack bar or muffin on your way out the door. All you need to do is follow the perfectly portioned meal plan. It's reduced the stress of meal planning and shopping, and I'm eating so much better. There's a wide variety of recipes and I save so much time as meals come together quickly, which is less stressful and way less time consuming than going to the grocery store. Nutrisystem has exceeded my expectations. My favorite foods are the thick crust pizza and the chocolatey pretzel bar. And I can assure you that it's a great program for those looking for a complete plan to lose weight and stay healthy. Order Nutrisystem now. Go to our partner site, Nutrisystem.com slash usweekly to get 50% off. Again, that's Nutrisystem.com slash U-S-W-E-E-K-L-Y to get 50% off. Now back to the show. When you uh, made your day's debut, uh, you became a member of yet another great daytime family, the Johnson family. Uh, Steve, your mom, Joe, on the show, ultimately uh, Jack was revealed to be your brother. What are your your early memories of building that family and bringing that family to life?
1: I, I love that family because again, it was a family that struggled. They had big struggles as well. Um, within the family unit and as individuals as well. So uh, that was that's a great family to be a part of because there's more everyday reality about the families than, oh, I was born in a mansion and I live in a mansion and I don't really have to work much. But, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we... Uh, most of most of the world, you know, everybody gets up every day with a struggle, um, whether it's financial or is there going to be a roof over your head, or wow, this family's so nuts. How do I deal with it? Um, so, I, I, that was a family that was, I think, very relatable to a lot of people, and uh, I, I, I like those real families with real problems, real struggles, and. And those inner relationships between the brothers and the brother and the sister—I mean, every family hope. Well, you know, most families, I would think, go through struggles like that. <laughs> Maybe not in that extreme, but <laughs> certainly we all struggle. <laughs>
0: Well, um, Adrian was paired with Wally Kurth's Justin, and it took off in a huge way. Soap Opera Digest covers and everything. And by 1987, Days was flying you to Greece to film their first wedding. So tell us about those early days of Adrian and Justin and working with Wally Kurth.
1: Oh, oh, oh Wally, he is the sweetest again. How lucky am I to <laughs> get to work with all these wonderful men. Uh, who are wonderful actors and these wonderful women who are wonderful actresses. Um, I can't say enough wonderful things about Wally. He's been such a good friend for so long and such a talented man and such a funny man, too. Uh, it was exciting. It was so much fun. Again, Another big whirlwind. So uh, in
0: 1991, Justin and Adrian were written out of Salem, and very quickly you popped up on another world uh, as Paulina Corey, a role uh, that you would play through to the show's end in 1999. So how did the Paulina job come about?
1: I left Days because the person I was married to who... I thought was going to move to LA, was living in New York. And I felt I had to, cause I'd made a commitment to follow through with that and tried to make that work. Cause it wasn't working. So I left days to move to New York, New Jersey to try to fix a situation that was difficult. Well, within a couple of months, of, I um, came to the conclusion that it was not fixable and again, now I needed, I, you know, needed that work. And my agent at the time, um, had a lot of clients, both, uh, I think writing, producing and acting on Another World. And she had heard that, you know, maybe they were looking for someone and it, that just kind of happened as well, that they were looking for someone to play the role and, it it just kind of came about that way, kind of like in a discussion situation. And then it just evolved from that. So I just needed to work and I'd already moved cross country. You know, It's like, I better find a job. I got to work again. <laughs> I, and I didn't think to move back to, for some reason, to LA right away. I mean, everything just kind of unfolded again. I, I don't, I wish I could say I led my life, but I don't. I follow the wind. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I I have plans, but, oh, this happened. I got to deal with it. Oh, this happened. Oh, now I need, uh, okay. I better go find something. I'm a stronger person in that sense that I could Determine what I'm supposed to do, but I like I said I kind of follow the wind it goes that way. Hey, what do we can okay, make this a so good ride? Right, okay, and and I'm I'm grateful. I mean, Pauline has a great role. Another world was an incredible experience. So, Aunt led me to meeting Michael, which who I'd met. It's I don't know um, my husband Michael. I met when I was on Guiding Light. We had horses at the same stable in New Jersey. We were 19 years old. We met. We spoke one day, um, just a little bit, uh, for like half hour. And I moved my horse shortly after that. Then, obviously, eventually ended up, I never saw him again, ended up moving to L.A., then back to New York. I was going through a divorce just, I think, been on another world just a bit and my girlfriend you know let's take you out she went to this jazz club but we were talking and getting yelled at because we were talking during the music oh well, let's leave this stuffy old place and drag me to this 50s bar which I was like I don't want to do this and you know all these slick guys and suits and I'm like oh this is so not my oh who's that (laughs) wow he seems Always walking towards me, gonna ask me. Oh, he went to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Well, there he goes. Yeah. There he goes. And there was something about him, and you know, I was nervous. And my girlfriend's like, oh. like yeah, "No, I don't know." Slug of wine, and I tapped him on the show, ran over, tapped him on the shoulder. Like, hey, want to dance? And didn't wait for a response. Ran to the dance floor, and he followed and we're dancing and he says uh, so what's your name I'm like, what's your name michael He goes, what's your last name evans oh i know who you are not like, oh really oh he goes yeah didn't you have a horse at westwood i'm like yeah and um <laughs> and the rest is history <laughs> the rest is history it was it was meant to be so oh, that's a lot amazing. of packing
0: <laughs> that's crazy that's a story wow Well, um, as seems to be your habit, you struck coupling gold on another world as well. Jake and Paulina's unconventional love story was a huge hit. So what stands out to you about that relationship and working with Tom Epplin?
1: Oh, another gentleman very toe-to-toe. If you didn't come to work completely prepared, you were gonna regret it. because he was ready to go and that was exciting and you never knew what was going to happen. So that made working together very exciting because I do like to have that, you know, you have an idea where you, again, I, I'm a wind blows person. You have an idea where you want to go, but it's great to work with a partner who you don't know what's going to happen. So it just adds that extra crackling in the air and he loved to surprise people and do things differently. And it was, it was fun. And it was, so we had a lot of fun and we played a lot of pranks on each other. um, So which made it even more fun. And, and we had a healthy respect for each other, which was good. Um, But I loved those two characters. They fought, nonstop and they fought dirty and including in the mud and they just one-upped each other all the time and it was so exciting it was really a fun exciting tough um, relationship so I really did have a lot of fun and you just like I said you just never knew where it was gonna go and sometimes because when they're on your face and we tried to just I don't know why we felt we had to do this because there was already enough there, but when the camera's on your face and you know the cameras, because there's a little red light, you can tell when it's on someone else's, it'd be my close-up, and it'd be serious stuff, and, you know, again, those scenes were back in the day when scenes were 15, 20 pages long sometimes, and he'd be going... You know, sticking his tongue out and making funny faces and be like, Oh, you brat! So then the camera would be on him, and I'd be like picking my nose. <laughs> and, and <laughs> so and, and sometimes, you know, maybe he'd put his pages of the script on the floor if you know there were some lines that he couldn't remember, you know, so he could look down at them. And if he did that when he was being naughty. I would just slightly move and put my foot on those pages and say, Now what? Ma-la-la-la. I won't say the word. <laughs> and he'd look at me like, <laughs> When he pushed through, we pushed through. So, I mean, we, we <laughs> in a fun way, pushed each other's buttons a lot, which I think he came across on screen.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, ultimately, though, Paulina ended up with Joe Carlino, played by Joe Barbara. What was Joe like as a leading man?
1: Oh, so sweet and so generous and what a doll. Uh, Again, another, I'm just completely blessed to work with so diverse and talented people always. Um, And he was such a sweetheart, just like a big teddy bear of a guy. And <laughs> he will remind me often, for some reason, when I, was, when I was pregnant, I was very, you know, obviously hormonal. And for some reason, when I was pregnant, I didn't like Joe for whatever reason. And it was totally, I mean, he's the nicest guy in the world. I love him, dearly. He teases me to this day. But for some reason, I had this aversion for Joe. And without knowing it... I. I was, according to him, probably true, a little mean to him. And then the minute I had my son, I was like, hi, Joe. he was like, oh, this girl is wacky. <laughs> so he teases me to this day. Remember when you were so mean to me when you were pregnant? Like, yeah, I think so. Not really. Okay, you see, say so. I'm sorry. So hormonally mean. And, and, and he's the nicest guy. How could you ever not <laughs> like Joe Barbara? He is the nicest, sweetest guy ever oh my god I and mean, i didn't even realize it but in fact he w- he went to hug me in well, and i was um, like sadly sorry i'm still <laughs> apologizing
0: for it if you're listening i apologize <laughs> well sadly for everyone on this call another world was canceled in 1999 um so what was the end of the show like for you
1: again it was one of those things where you just can't believe that it happened. Uh, and I don't think until the last day, I think there was some part, at least in maybe my, it was like somebody come in and save this, right? And this is kind of an institution. It's a great show. People, are you sure people love this show? It's just unbelievable that something that had, was such a great show as Guiding Light, as as all turns. And such a staple of Americana. How could we lose that? How could it go away? And to this day, I still can't believe another world, Yeah, know, God light as it will, turns one night to live, all my children. I can't believe those are not on the air. And another world is such a great, again, diverse show with diverse characters, but wonderfully family values. And, and just, and funny. There's a lot of comedy at Another World, so uh, it's just so sad. I just still can't believe it to this day. And for the first time, I heard that James Brown song since Another World ended—the one with the gorilla. And the other day, I heard it for the first time since then. I was like, "Oh my God! How could that be gone?"
0: It was very special. It's very like very special memories, I think, for everybody in different ways. You know. Um. Now, uh, you ended up. In 2003, returning to Salem, but as Bonnie, not as Adrian. So how did your days come to pass?
1: That's kind of funny, too. <laughs> so we moved out here right after Another World went off the air. We moved out here um, because, you know, shows were going away in New York. There wasn't a lot of work. So I came to L.A. where there, just as an actor, more work. And I had been trying, you know, making hey hey you know uh trying to see if there was a way back to days because again I just love to work I'm a workaholic it's a it's a condition but unfortunately I am so and you know basically well you know the Johnson family you know the show had been gone in a different direction you know away from that so I was like okay so trying to get out of work and a couple of years go by and little work and finally my husband and I were like let's just get out of town and we're driving to for a vacation in Arizona and my agent out here called me and said um they're interested in you at another not another world days of our lives and I said really he's like yeah the character is Bonnie Lockhart and he starts describing her and I said hold on hold on hold on are you sure they're asking for Judy Evans? Because, you know, I used to, you know, he goes, yeah, yeah. And the character, when he described it, I'm like, oh, I just love her already, you know, outrageous, crazy, naughty, you know, funny. And um, I was so excited, but I really didn't think I was going to get it because you know, I played Adrian, and that was kind of my kind of character. So when that came about and the audition happened and the screen test, I was just blown away. I was so excited um, <laughs> to be playing such a different role than Adrian, too, which I love Adrian, but this was uh, complete opposite. <laughs> so that's kind of how that, I mean, I really, and I kept saying to me, you sure it's not Andrew Evans are looking for because are you sure <laughs> yes. it's Judy? Okay, all
0: right, awesome, let's go for it. That's amazing. Well, in the beginning, I recall you had a different hairstyle to differentiate from Adrienne, but eventually that sort of went away. Um, right, well. Um, you had like a long round wig, no? Oh, that was, actually
1: that came later, because um, when I came to play Bonnie, she was blonde feathered, and I got to do funny things with my hair. Then when Bonnie went away, and you'll be better at the years than I will because it all blends together, and I came back as Adrian. I dyed my hair kind of like a cherry red, not cherry red, but uh, cola red, cherry cola red, and added extensions because there was three months in between Bonnie leaving and Adrian coming back, and I'm like, I got to do something radical. Is it okay if I do something radical? They were like, sure. So I did do that. When I left as Bonnie and came back so quickly as Adrian, the, came back as Adrian the first time. Just so people wouldn't okay. go, all
0: right, is that Bonnie wearing conservative clothes? <laughs> <laughs> well, in 2010, you did return as Adrian, and for a time, you did play both Adrian and Bonnie. So what was that dual role like for you? I
1: always wanted to play two characters characters at the same time so i was so looking for so nervous about it but so looking forward to it the challenge of that and there were a few days where i got to play the same you know both characters on the same day which is so awesome and i, I was really looking forward to that challenge that's one of those dream moments for me because that's something i always wanted to do
0: well uh last year we had to say goodbye to adrian when she uh Passed away uh, as part of the really ambitious time jump storyline that the show undertook. How did you feel about having to say goodbye to Adrian?
1: Heartbroken, devastated. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I do. I love that character as much as I love any character I've played. So, it's I've never I played a character who passed away. So, it was. It it was sad, very sad. Um, but again, it brought so much life to Justin, and you know, I mean, he was able, and while he was able to play things that he'd never or very rarely had a chance to do, and show so much range, and he did such a great job. He always does a great job. He's a wonderful, incredible actor as well as person. So, you know, everything that ends brings about a beginning to something else. So that, that was a great moment for, and a series of moments for Wally to shine. So I'm grateful that that's what that was able to bring about.
0: Well, that's a nice way to look at it, of course. Um, um, And Bonnie was out there and she now is back. What has it been like for you to be back as Bonnie? now sort of in this new relationship with Justin or a new dynamic with him.
1: It's great. It's great. And that it was a challenge coming back because they wanted Bonnie to look like Adrian, God bless, you know, Janet and Albert are our producers because they would say, "Uh, you know, I know you're being sympathetic as Bonnie, but it's a little too Adrian. And I'm like, okay, thank you. It was, it was challenging too. And this is fun, you know, and and see where this goes with with Justin and, and Bonnie. Um, they certainly could learn a lot from each other and test each other's in, in ways that nobody's ever tested them before. Um, I think, I hope it will give both characters a chance to grow and for us to see different facets of those two characters individually and then together and while he has always said bonnie was a better kisser i'm just saying <laughs> there was a little more oomph to bonnie
0: than hey, adrian well, same. Lucky him. <laughs> well Days is on the verge of celebrating its 55th anniversary and you have been linked to the show on and off for nearly half of its remarkable run what does it mean to you to uh still be a part of the show to have been such an important player in its history and uh, also to just have made such a name for yourself in the soap industry over the past now 27 years
1: grateful would be words to describe being a part of this show being a part of this industry having and me get all choked up here having the opportunity to work with so many talented dedicated wonderful people um, in this industry uh, on days of Our Lives, it's truly every show I've worked on is like a family. And they, they are bound like family and close like family. And Days of Our Lives is certainly no exception, and even more so, it is a family. So to be part of this family for so long, just grateful, grateful such generous people. I'm very lucky. I count my blessings every day.
0: Well, you got Mar crying for sure. (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. Uh, Well, Judy, it was so great to catch up with you today. I'm so happy you're doing so well. And we hope to talk to you soon. Have a great day. You too. My best. Mm. Thanks, Judy. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Judy Evans for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check.